You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's Chris Meany. It's Tuesday, and we're back to work. I know most people had off yesterday. Chris Meany did not because, well, he's Canadian, and that's the, you know, that's the cross he must bear. But for the rest of us Americans here in the uh, lower uh, section of North America. We are here and back to work, and we were here working yesterday too. By the way, in case you missed it, we were still here and uh, just talking DFS, having some fun, a few laughs, and Chris Meany. I'm ready to get back at it today, baby. Oh yes, me too. Uh, it's a weird slate. Like, there's not a lot of pitching studs on the board. Like, I'm actually having a hard time finding some that I like. So I might have to spin up for some bats today. Well, I can tell you the overall feel today when you look at this slate plays much more to tournaments than to cash. Oh, yes. Because it seems very wide open in that sense. So that's something that I would put out there and keep in mind. I don't necessarily – I always prefer to do more heavily on the cash side when it comes to Major League Baseball. We talk about that on the program, and that's the advice we like to give most people too unless you have, you know, a huge budget and you're working with, and in which case you can feel free to be more of a GPP player. But normally when you're talking about baseball – the cash game scenario is really where you can continue to just double up your money. But I think when you don't have a slate where you really like a couple big time pitchers in good spots, that it really does kind of open you up to a little bit more. If you're more of a 70, 30 cash game player, a 75%, maybe it's a little bit more 50, 50 or even 60, 40 for GPP tonight. How would you approach it, Chris? Yeah, I think you nailed it. Yeah. When there's, for me, that is my first initial thought as I'm looking at this pitching slate and, you know, looking at DraftKings right now, I see Strasburg atop the board. Oh, he's got to go into Atlanta and face the Braves and he's gotten roughed up over his past two outings against Atlanta dating back to last year. He's yet to face him. Then you see Frankie Montas. Yeah, he's been really good, but he's up at 11-3, more expensive than Rich Hill. Matt Boyd, David Price, like some of these guys who are, you know, bigger names and we've seen a higher ceiling from those guys anyways. So I think, yeah, you, you approach it as, you know, a tournament slate. You, you take some shots and some lower price guys, some guys with some upside and that's how you attack it. Or if you want, you can spend up on some cash, some cash bats and, or some expensive bats and still roll them out in cash and because everybody is going to be in the same situation in terms of pitching. So I, I typically, when I see a slate like this, Joe, I want to play tournaments and I'm not afraid to get a little nuts. No, I love it when you get nuts. <laughs> yeah. I, what's your, I mean, you're such a mild mannered fellow my whole life that I've known you. Are you just like, uh, you know, what, what's your idea of getting nuts? What's Chris Meany's idea of getting nuts? Like you drink the milk like a day past expiration. Like that's your crazy. No, um, no, no, that's too crazy for you. That's yeah, too, that's that's that's, that's too crazy it. for me. Yeah, I won't I won't <laughs> go that far. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a big sports fan, so I get fired up about you know the littlest things. So all right, very good. Well, that, look, let's it. take a look back at yesterday <laughs> because we always like to look back before we look forward. Uh, yesterday, boy, I think the Nats hit a new low yesterday. Jose oh. Urena, I know he's had like a two ERA in his last like half a dozen starts and all, but it's still Jose Urena. They should have hit him. They didn't. Is terrible. I mean, Max Scherzer goes out there, throws a you know quality start, and they got nothing. Now, Urania did last longer than him. I give him a ton of credit, but man, that one hurt. That one definitely hurt. That should have been a lock. And shame on you, Washington Nationals. Shame. 
Yeah, absolutely. This team is, we've been talking about them for a while. Like they struggled with their bats. We gave them excuses when Turner and Rendon were out of the lineup. There's no excuse for them to be losing this many ball games in a row. And Scherzer reminds me a lot like DeGrom last year. He's not getting the run support. I mean, he's allowing a couple runs every single outing and he's just not getting any support. Urena is just, you're right. He has been on a bit of a run. This is the second time he, already he's faced Washington and he's allowed two or fewer runs. So the Nationals cannot even hit one of the highest contact pitchers in baseball. So it's it's not good right now for them. And that's why I have issues rolling out Strasburg against Atlanta. Like, even if he pitches a gem, like, are they going to be able to give him some run support? So it's it's tough sledding for Washington right now. It's it's brutal. It is. A uh, big game for Garrett Cole yesterday, 12 strikeouts over Huge. the six innings. Huge game uh, against Hamels. We talked a little bit about Hamels yesterday. That also kind of didn't work out there. That big, you know, five runs in the third inning, that kind of blew him up. But it's funny. You're looking at Hamels and Garrett Cole. They have identical ERAs on the season, 4.02. It's just an amazing thing. And yet Garrett Cole is 5-5 five and five and Cole Hamels is 4-1. and one. So go figure. Go figure wins and losses, people. I mean, that's just one of those fun baseball yeah. anomalies there. Uh, we did like some offense over there in the uh, Red Sox-Indians game, and we sure got it. We got 17 runs in that one. So that was one of the good things yesterday. I'm pissed because even though we were all over the A's yesterday, and God, did we talk them up. We were we did. just bathing ourselves in Oakland Athletics yesterday, Chris and myself. And even up until the moment where it came out of my mouth, when I called my shot, it was between Matt Chapman and Matt Olson. Yeah. <laughs> even to the point where I said, Matt, I didn't know which one was going, which last name was going to come out. And I was so mad at myself because I had this weird gut feeling about Chapman. I went, no, no, go save. I'll go Matt Olson. And I said, Olson, and um, it was the wrong Matt. But... Matt Chapman went yard, but we talked about him in the stack and having that grouping there with Simeon and, and Chapman and Olsen and, and having you talked about Profar. Uh, so we're all around. Great stuff there by the A's. Exactly what we wanted. So we got that right. You got Yasiel Puig right yesterday. Now, who was your home run call? You went tougher yesterday. I yeah, I, I went Joey Votto. I went completely off the board. Now, he didn't yeah. get the home run, but he had a, another solid day at the plate, and I really just wanted to hammer home the Reds. Now, they let us down, you know, a little bit in that first game. They did get some offense. I mean, Senzel was 2 two for 4 had an RBI. Joey Votto was 3-for-5, scored a couple runs, cashed in with an RBI. Suarez, 3-for-4, 2-RBI. Yeah. But they we, really we did overall. Color, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's They had the – the outing that they had in game two is what we were looking for in game one. But um, nonetheless, this offense has really kind of turned it around. You mentioned Puig with a home run. Dietrich, uh, another one. There's some beef between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. He watched his home run again. Uh, if you remember earlier in the year, he did the exact same thing. And then he got plunked. So it's interesting. I'll be interested to see what happens over the next couple of games in this series. But nonetheless, the same thing applied. What we're, and it will apply again today. These Reds bats are, are cheap. And they, they're starting to turn a corner. They're starting to score some runs. Yeah, we faded DeGrom, too, which was the smart thing to do. So we got that right. Sonny Gray got the W, another guy that we highlighted yesterday. So overall, a lot more good than bad. That's for damn sure. Uh, Lance Lynn, a little disappointing there. He didn't pitch poorly so much as the Rangers really didn't show up against Tommy Malone. I know you pointed out they can't hit lefties, but boy, oh, boy, they really, really drove strong. it home. I was giving them a little credit against Tommy Malone, but – that's twice now. Yeah, twice in a row they faced Tommy Malone and they just haven't been able to do anything. Lynn was solid. I mean, he had 10 strikeouts in six innings. Look, uh, all right, so I, I, maybe I won't be so tough on it. We, Lance Lynn was good yeah, was yesterday for what we wanted, especially if you broke up the slate like we talked about. If you had Lance Lynn just in the late slate together there with Kershaw, then you did all right. So if you broke it up, then you were okay. Things were in the right direction. But that was yesterday. Today's the new day. Yes, it is. So let's get after it. We've got a 6.30 start here in New York because that's what time this game always starts in New York nowadays. 
Masahiro Tanaka is 9.6 against Eric Lauer. Now, this is a time where, look, we have some of these right-handed bats like Gary Sanchez, Luke Voigt. Again, they continue to be super expensive on the DraftKings side. On the FanDuel side of things, Tanaka's price, guess what? Let's see. What is it? It was 9.6. Oh, wait. What do you think it is, Chris? They're hungover. It's 9.6. Oh, dude, Memorial Day was yesterday. Memorial Day, yeah. Dude, I was out at the barbecue getting hammered, man. Just what what does DK have? Oh, 9.6. Okay, same thing. Uh, (laughs) uh, Luke Voigt a little cheaper, though. So is Aaron Hicks and Sanchez, 4.1, 4.2, 3.6. This is a night where Gary Sanchez is red hot. As long as he's in the lineup tonight, I, I think that this is one of those times where on FanDuel, which I don't love to do, but to play the catcher instead of the first baseman, I think you can do that with Sanchez tonight. Oh, he's just so high. You can't ignore him. Yeah, he's, yeah. On, he's on a heck of a run. We, we talked about trends before and just, you know, following them and getting on board. And Glaber Torres and I know Aaron Hicks has been, you know, very slow starting, let's say that. But for Glaber Torres, a 3-7 price tag on FanDuel, that's another one. He's one of the better values on the board. So if you're playing over on FanDuel, you get this price, you, you plug in Gary Sanchez. If you get in on the main slate over on FanDuel, you'll be able to play these 6.30, 6.40 games. So yeah, you can't ignore him at this point, Joe. He's just feeling it. No, and I'll tell you what, Josh Naylor on the other side of this game, guess how much on FanDuel? 2.5. Yay! Yeah, All right for cost-effective rookies. I love it. Can't get enough of it. It's the theme of the year. So, Josh Naylor. And look, I know it's Tanaka, and Tanaka's a good pitcher, but it's still a lefty he bat. He gets a home runs. Right, so I'm saying, the guy's got power. 2.5, lefty bat. I think he's the kind of guy you throw in there tonight as a utility guy on FanDuel, and you make it work. I think that's a – a lineup saver, that's a good one. All right, on the FanDuel side here, Jordan Lyles in this next game, 8.6 as Pittsburgh goes, uh, continues to uh, face the Cincinnati Reds. Lucas Sims will be taking the ball for them, it looks like. Uh, Sims is 7.6 on DK. So, look, again, you have Jordan Lyles here. I think rolling with Votto continuously is still good. You're still getting a discount on DraftKings on him, 3.4 for Votto. I still think that's terrific. Um, the rest of this lineup, Yasiel Puig, 3.8. That's another one. Uh, still cost effective there. You got to pay more for Suarez. That's fine. But if you want the stack, I'm not against it. On the Pittsburgh side here, Josh Bell, 4.3. And uh, on the DraftKings side of uh, things here, Josh Bell, 5.7. So completely out of whack here. Can't oh, build man. on DraftKings. But on FanDuel, I think you put uh, Josh Bell in play. I think there's going to be some runs in this one today. Yeah, for sure. If yesterday was any indication, there's going to be a lot of runs scored. I mean, both teams have a team implied total of 4.9 for Pittsburgh, basically 5 and 5-2 for Cincinnati. So, I mean, Josh Bell has just been, he's been lights out. He's been unbelievable. And Sims doesn't have a big track record in the majors, but, you know, large enough, 73 innings on his resume. He's walking four per, only striking out seven, and he, he checks in with... Uh, and only a 37% ground ball rate. So there could be an opportunity for some home runs in, in this. So that's a 40% fly ball rate for his career. Votto, listen, he's got four straight games with, with multi-hits. So he's starting to heat up a bit. You just take advantage of that discount on DK. And, of course, on FanDuel, like, basically free. Anytime somebody checks in at under three, and Puig is three over there, too, you got to get on board. And if Dietrich's going to hit in that four spot, if that's going to be a thing, it was a thing yesterday for – Look, he's been good this year. You know, yeah. that, was a, that was a guy that floated out there a long time in free agency this year. And I didn't get it. He's got, a, he's got position versatility. I don't know why more teams didn't seek him out. I thought it was a weird signing when the Reds of all teams signed him because they had such a deep team and they had Senzel coming through the system. It just didn't make much sense. And then, sure enough, they signed him. And sure enough, he's been playing, and he's been terrific. He's got 14 bombs already. He's got a 53% fly ball rate this year, which is one of the highest in baseball. And you're playing in that park? 
it's bananas. I, I, I don't – Derek Dietrich is, is probably one of the least talked about guys this year or the most productive and probably he was like a free player in your season long. It's just nuts. Oh, absolutely. Free. All right, on a night where there's not a lot of pitchers to love, this one I love. Matt Boyd, 10.3 on DK. Fandle went, okay, let's be a little different. 10.2, okay, whatever, dude. Uh, I love that Fandle's like the stoner version in this scenario. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just well, because like we're just looking at these values. We're seeing guys that are. For all on I know, it could be the opposite. For all I know, FanDuel comes out every night, you know, quicker. And <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It's just funnier to make FanDuel kind of the stoner end of this because it's yes. a character and it's fun. Yeah. But look, I know Matthew Boyd a couple starts ago had a bump in the road there. I'm all in on him. I know it's a tougher ballpark. I don't care. I think Matt Boyd goes out there, handles his business, and on a night where the pitching is rough. I am all in on Matt Boyd tonight. I think Ronnie Rodriguez, uh, Nick Cassiano, some of these guys who've been hitting can do enough there against Dylan Bundy to get the job done. So I'm all in on Matt Boyd. Are you with me? Are you getting on the boat with me? Let's go, Chris. Yeah, for sure. We just talked about some of the pitching, you know, on this slate and some of the top tier ones and some tougher spots and Boyd isn't in one. So overall, the Orioles striking out 23% of the time. That's the 16th highest mark in baseball, but against lefties, it's 27% of the time and it's a top eight mark in baseball. So it's, it's even better for Boyd in this spot. I, you know what? I, I would actually get behind Bundy against Detroit if it wasn't for Boyd. Like, he's just going up against Boyd, and that's not a good matchup. Like, Bundy can actually rack up a couple strikeouts and maybe get, you know, through four or five innings without giving up home runs because that's, you know, what he does against a team like Detroit. But it's just to go up against Boyd, this, it's, it's not a good spot for him. So I think you can roll out Boyd in cash. If you are a cash player and yeah, you're I looking for a too. pitcher, I think that's the, that's the one pitcher that you can feel, you know, safe with. I feel pretty good about it. Now, you got yeah. Nick Pavetta coming back up to start, too. So mm-hmm. he is six point, He's super cheap on the DraftKings side, which is not um, – actually, on FanDuel side, he's 6.5. Uh, now, look, the strikeout potential is there. Uh, he's 8.9 on DK, so a totally different story there. Uh, he's facing Adam Wainwright in this one. Now, Pavetta, if you go back, obviously, the, the strikeout potential is there. Mm-hmm. Since he got sent down there, he's got 50 strikeouts in AAA, which is terrific and all. He's got a 3-4-1 ERA, but he's still walking guys. So, over 37 innings, he struck out 50 guys since he got sent down. That's terrific. You like the strikeout potential, but do you like that strikeout potential tonight, even though it's at home against the Cardinals? No, I don't. I, no, I, I agree. I don't I, like it. Either. Yeah, I can't get behind it, and you nailed it. You said it with the walks. I mean, yeah, the strikeouts are nice, but he's walked 20 guys over that span, and that's all he did in the majors before he was sent down. I mean, he had 18 innings, and, you know, he walked – he walked a ton of guys. He gave up 31 hits in those 18 innings and 17 runs. So I, normally I would take a shot on him in a tournament, but it's I just I can't do it against the Cardinals. I just have too much respect for this team in St. Louis. They don't strike out a lot. They take their walks. They have a ton of fly ball hitters in their lineup, and Pavetta has struggled home runs, and that's that's been his downside. So, you know, I would attack him. I would attack. I would him. do. Goldschmidt, I like Goldschmidt for yeah. Vandal, DeYoung three six. Matt yeah. Carpenter, 3-6, got dropped in the order, too. So yes. Keep an eye on that. Jose Martinez is just 2.8. Marcelo Zuna is 4. If Dexter Fowler's at the top of that order again at 3, that's an intriguing one. Definitely. On DraftKings, Goldschmidt's 4.1. So, like, there's no discount on DK, as per usual, in terms of the hitters, like the quotient. Even the quotient's just a little bit further on the FanDuel side. So, there's not a whole lot of value. You have to get what – you have to pay for it, basically. On DraftKings tonight, if you want St. Louis, on FanDuel, it's not that bad. Like, I no. think that's, that's a big-time stack in FanDuel tonight. It will be popularly owned. I'm sure the ownership will be high on it, but I don't care. Uh, and not that I love Adam Wainwright either, but 
I don't know, man, that Phillies offense just continues to – every time you think they're turning it around, they put up another stinker there. So, I don't know. And speaking of stinkers, Toronto put up a stinker too yesterday. They should have been better. They were not. Uh, but, look, in terms of uh, what against the Rays, they're in a less hitter-friendly environment. I'm kind of passing on this game. Although you got Clayton Richard out there, is there anything you really love? I know Willie Adams has been moved up in the lineup too, so that's an intriguing one to keep an eye on too because he's been typically very – very cheap on the year. Uh, he's just 2.6 on FanDuel tonight, and Choi is just 2.7. So the middle of that order um, against the lefty, Richard, I you know, love Choi against the lefty, but I'm just saying, like, that is one thing to keep in mind because Clayton Richard I don't have a whole lot of faith in. No, I don't either. And you should have been on Chirinos yesterday. And it's one of those things where I just looked into the numbers a little bit more and I said, oh, the Jays. I mean, this is an opportunity maybe for Chirinos. He actually got pulled in that game without giving up a hit through five. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Chirinos, yeah, it's time to start giving him and Urena a little credit because they've yeah. been on a good run here. Yeah, when you look into the numbers and you see the contact they give up and the, and the, the hard contact that they allow and you're just like, ah. But sometimes you just take advantage of, of weaker lineups and that was the case. So we'll be all over him, especially whenever he gets his next start who knows what the Rays you know what they do with their team and their starters but this is a game that yeah it doesn't I'm not obviously I'm not appealed with anything that's going on in the Toronto side I mean if you play multiple lines you can still take the discount on Vlad Guerrero he's he's cheap on both sites but yeah Choi has been one of the better values all year Tommy Pham has has had a good run here over the past couple weeks but uh, I would rather honestly spend up elsewhere on some bats like St. Louis all right, let's go to Miami, where they're hosting the San Francisco Giants. It's Trevor Richards and Jeff Samarja in this one. Now, like, normally I look at this game and I go, okay, hard pass, whatever. But I think there's some things here to keep in mind, including one guy who's been red hot. We talk about baseball being a game of streaks. Howard Ramirez has been red hot. He's just 2.5 on FanDuel, another lineup builder, just 3.6 on DraftKings. I think Harold Ramirez is one of these bats to keep an eye on against Samarja tonight. It's a good matchup, I think, for him. Uh, so that's just one name. Uh, Brian Anderson is another one of those guys that's kind of, you know, gets the job done. But really, the only guy I want to highlight in this game tonight is Harold Ramirez. I think he's a good one-off. Is there anybody else or anything else in this game worth uh, highlighting for you, Chris? No, I think that's fair to, you know, usually we'd be all in a matchup like this against Samarja, you know, who has an 80% contact rate, a 50% fly ball rate, a 42% hard hit rate. Those are all numbers, you know, that you don't want. So they're red flags for sure. So normally we would, I think for me, at least I would maybe highlight a couple of Miami players and just trying to find that value, but there really isn't a lot of pitching to spend up for. But if you do want to spend up for some pitching, Ramirez, I think is a good call. And, and so is Anderson. Those are, those are like, Anderson is a good contact guy. Doesn't strike out a ton. So, you know, I like him in that three spot as maybe like some standalone value, but you're, you're not stacking anything. It's, it's probably going to be a low scoring game, but I definitely won't roll at any of these pitchers. Now, speaking of spending up for pitchers, you got David Price, who is 8.4 on FanDuel, 9.4 on DraftKings. So big difference there, a $1,000 difference between the two of them. So you really got to have to take it for David Price, but very cheap for David Price, which I imagine at home tonight, this is a, it's kind of a weird pricing. It's almost begging for high ownership. And I don't think it's wrong because that Cleveland lineup is still completely unimpressive. So I'm okay with it. I think it's fine. I think it's chalky. I think it's, it's safe. I think it's, it's probably safer than Boyd just because of the, the right. offense. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the, the offense, the at-home, all those things uh, go in the favor of David Price. But 
I don't know. I mean, it's just – I think it's going to be one of those things where you look at it, it's going to be 60% owned in cash games tonight. It may even be more on FanDuel, Joe, because there's nine pitchers that are more expensive yeah. than David Price. I don't understand it. Like, Lyles, Perez has been good, fine, but he's got to go – Avoid Price if you want to stand out tonight. That's that's That's, that's it. Yeah, I think, again, if you're going to cash, that he is probably the number one option because of the price. And But if you're going to tournaments, maybe you want to be a little bit different here. Um, well, that's where Boyd comes in for me. Yeah. You yeah. Know, a boy comes in because I think people will go, well, it's on the road, and, well, Detroit kind of sucks. But and you, you know what? At, at the same time, yeah. yeah, at the same time, Detroit's put up some numbers recently. They put up a bunch of runs in the Mets series last week, and they put up some runs on the weekend. I, I don't know. I just feel like Matt Boyd, you get up to play for Matt Boyd, and I think you'll, they'll do enough to get it done, whereas just price the ownership on the Fandle side is just going to be through the roof. Strasburg, too, the other guy, too, he's 10.6 on Fanduel tonight going in to take on Max Fried, who's 8.9 on Fanduel on DK. 11.8 for Strasburg, Matt Free, uh, Max Freed stays at 8.1. With the Nationals offense, I feel like this is a trap tonight. I, I don't know. I want to be in on Strasburg. I mean, it's just tough. I, I guess the Nationals are just kind of spooking me out, Chris. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't. I really don't blame you. And, and Strasburg's been good. 87 strikeouts, 18 walks, two or fewer runs in seven of his past 10 or seven of his past 10 starts. So like those are solid numbers. But, you know, as I mentioned off the top, I was just really looking into some of the success that Atlanta's had against Strasburg. I mean, and against last righties two, too. 339 yeah. team Wobo against right-handed pitching. So don't, don't strike out take their walks, yeah. make a lot of contact. And Braves have racked up nine runs on 15 hits in their last 11 innings against Strasburg. That obviously dates back to last year, but I can't get there. I can't get there because of the price. Maybe I'll have one share, but even still, like I'd have to play multiple tournament lineups to, to feel comfortable with him and to roll him out against the Braves. And even if he does pitch a gem, he's, I just don't have any confidence that they'll be no, able, able to have some success in the offense because right. – he pitches a gem, he doesn't get a win. It's kind of, you know, almost a repeat of yesterday with Scherzer. I think they're, I think they're spinning their wheels, and I don't always like to hold the manager accountable, but it oh, seems like that's what's going to happen sooner than later. Yeah. I don't think he makes it to happening. the All-Star break. I really don't. I uh, think he's going to be gone. I agree. Seems they need to move. The, yeah. It seems to be the trend of where things are going. By the way, on the Line Star app, on the DraftKings side at least, the optimizer likes David Price, biggest return on investment even at the 94. But, you know, who's number two? Matt Boyd. Matt Boyd. Right behind him. And they actually have Matt Boyd projected for one more point, almost a full point more projection-wise for Matthew Boyd tonight. So we're not crazy. No. It's, you know, and this is why I like to always go back. I always like to reference back and forth between Line Star and between what we say because sometimes it's – some of the feelings we have, they get verified in the numbers and vice versa. Sometimes there's traps out there that we feel and they're verified by the numbers, and that's always a good thing to go through there. And for return on investment, Strasburg is lower down. On the optimizer, he is just flat out in the middle of the pack, and I don't blame him for being there. Like I just feel like that's where it is. John Lester against Corbin Martin. Now, here's an interesting one because Lester has been pretty good this year. Yeah. He is very cost-effective. As a secondary pitcher at 7-5 on DK, I got to imagine that that's going to have a lot of heat, especially against the team that's not 100%. I know Altuve's due back, I think, later in the week, but still, the Houston's been up and down. Without Springer, without Altuve, I think John Lester he could take a shot on tonight. What do you think? If you know, really looking into Lester as not, a secondary guy, not, yeah, not as like your one pitcher, but like you're looking for a number two, like a pairing with Price or a pairing with uh, Boyd. I think Lester is a decent one. Yeah, and this is what I mean about getting nuts in tournaments, like rolling out a guy like John Lester, who, if you look at his last two starts, his last two starts, he's given up 17 hits, nine runs, three homers. So those two starts have been bad, but his first. 
seven starts, he only gave up five runs. That was a span of 38 innings. He didn't walk anybody. He was striking guys out. He wasn't giving up home runs. He was keeping the ball on the ground. So that's a solid sample size of really good pitching from John Lester. And you're right. There's there's no Springer in this lineup, no Altuve. At least I don't think Altuve is going to come back today. But if he's not, I mean, that's an opportunity where you roll out a guy like John Lester. On the flip side, Corbin Martin, we all like, we like prospects. We understand the strikeout upside is there, but for Corbin Martin, he, I mean, 80% contact rate, fly ball rate, hard hit rates, pushing 40%. He's given up 14 hits, seven runs, three homers, six walks already in 12 innings. So it, it may be an opportunity for the Cubs to attack him and get some like run support for Lester. Red too. Like that's kind of, yeah, it's it's high. It's huge. So they're they're project they're they're projecting some runs in this game, but I think Lester for for tournaments as a secondary pitcher, you're right. I think you know you can roll him out there, and th- th- again, that allows you're you're not going to have high ownership with Lester. You'll, yeah. you'll be able to pivot off some of these top. Uh, yeah, expected total is nine and a half, right? Am I seeing? No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, latest? expected total is is nine and a half. Yep. Yeah, I think it's going to come on the Cubs side. I really do. I do too. And, and you know what? Ryan traveled with the team. He's not ruled out of this game. I know he had a, a heavy collision over the weekend, but he yeah. did travel so he could return and that makes the Cubs lineup. That would probably bring the total up to 10, 10 and a half. Just for- yeah, but in the meantime, there are some discounts on the, some of those guys too. You know, when you're when you're looking at it, if he's not in the lineup, then a guy like Schwarber maybe becomes more appealing. I love uh, Schwarber. Albert Almora. Almora's been another guy, too, who's been hitting. And that's not usually his MO, more of a defensive uh, maven, so to speak. Uh, Martin Perez hosting uh, the Milwaukee Brewers tonight. I love the Minnesota side of this one. Perez is 9.1. Uh, right? is, is he confirmed? He is Martin Perez. I, right? Yeah, you know what? I was actually Devin just... Smeltzer going back and forth. Yeah, I was actually just typing in Perez to try to find some word on him. You know what? He may have gotten scratched. Did he indeed get scratched? Okay, look, it, as we're recording this here, uh, still things will filter in. We'll check on that. We'll skip it. We'll come back to Lucas yeah, he's, Giolito. He, he's, he, won't, he won't start tonight. He's not going to start. He's, um, yeah, he's scheduled to make his next start Thursday against the Rays. So I'm not hearing why he's not starting, but nonetheless, he's, he's out of the lineup. All right. Well, then, I mean, then you can fire up Brian Braun and Yasmani Grandal and all those cheap guys who are around the $3,000 range on FanDuel tonight. And I'll yeah. Just, yeah. go for it. Yeah, for go sure. For Absolutely. And this is going to be a high scoring game. And we, it's, it's amazing. We got nine runs yesterday and we got nine runs early and it did not creep over that nine and a half total. Uh, Mini started off strong, but Zach Davies is not somebody that I believe in. I, I really don't. And, you know, there's a lot of buzz because his first nine starts, he allowed two or fewer runs in, in all of them. But, you know, you look deeper into the numbers. This is a guy who's got a high strand rate, an XFIP that's around five, an ERA that's mid twos gives up a lot of contact fly balls so he got rocked in his last start six earned runs two homers this I, I don't I'm not buying into him you might see six five and you see overall that a decent strikeout or a decent ERA but only 38 strikeouts in 55 innings the twins are going to have some success this is going to be a high scoring game if you can fit these guys in and that that will Joe when you roll out a guy like Lester or you know if you want to take the discount on price again chalky get some bats in this because you can afford it yeah, I like it too. I'm I'm right there with you, man. I think whenever you have that spot starter guy, you're going to get a lot of soft middle relief, and I love that when it comes to DFS. Uh, Lucas Giolito, 9.4 on FanDuel, uh, 9.9 on DK tonight. Giolito has been terrific. Do you yeah, like really this does. whole matchup against the Royals for that price? 
it's a little expensive for me. I, I really don't want to spend that much. Well, what more does he have to do to prove it to you? I know, right? He's been actually. I kind of feel the same way you do, but I feel like he deserves it. I feel like he, yeah, he does. I feel like he's another one of these guys I put in the pivot to, to price if you want to. Yeah. If the price ownership is just going to be through the roof. Yeah, it really will. I mean, his last outing, he had a complete game shadowed against the Astros where he struck out nine. I mean, he doesn't have to do any more, actually, to prove it to me. Like, that alone is is pretty solid. I mean, another outing earlier in the year against the Red Sox where he went five, only gave it three runs, struck out seven. So, I mean, it is a good spot. Look, over his last five starts, he's got four wins. He's got 36 strikeouts, nine walks. Amazing. And 33 innings. I mean, that, that's what you want. I mean, yeah. 21 hits. I mean, he, he's certainly been on a good trend. I think he's another pivot tonight. I think him and Boyd are in that grouping. And I think, it'll, I think they're, what we're discussing, the sentiment, Chris, yeah. is kind of what's out there in Giolito. Yes. Everybody's excited about it, but are you ready to put your money there? I am tonight against Brad Keller. I think at home I like Giolito in that potential spot there. So, uh, you know, just keep an eye on things there. But I, I, I think so. Now, from an offensive standpoint, I don't love either of these no. lineups. I'm not loving that. So let's move on to – Colorado, baby. So we got Merrill Kelly, Antonio Senzatella. Who are you firing up in this one? What side of the game do you like, or do you like the whole damn thing? Uh, yeah, you know, I like a lot of it. We, we mentioned Murphy. He's starting to heat up a little bit. Maybe, you know, just showing signs. You know, another hit yesterday. Three multi-hit games in his past week. In fact, he's got hits in in seven of his last eight games. Is that enough to get him into the lineup again tonight? Let's, let's hope so, because we mentioned this yesterday when we looked on FanDuel. I mean, when you see... Colorado guys that check in around 3k it's it's puzzling it's, it's sometimes steps you back a little bit like Dahl is 3-7 and some struggles I think he went yard yesterday Murphy 3-6 Desmond has been in and out of the lineup 3-4 but against Kelly these are opportunities I think for these guys to you know return value and so yeah it's hard not to like Colorado and their 6.5 team applied total keep in keep in mind the weather it looks like maybe some potential rain and the winds blowing in there's some nastiness going on there but I, I do like the bats in this lineup, especially from – and you know what? Sensatella has actually been brutal as well. Those oh, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Back. I think both sides – I just wish I, I felt better about that uh, that offense in Arizona. I just I just don't love him right now. Marte I love, but he's super expensive. He's, he's priced really, really roof, so it's very difficult to get involved in this. Uh, maybe, the, maybe we can get Kevin Crone in that lineup. If, if Crone gets in that lineup, he'll be cheap. Yeah, it would be nice to see him play. That'd yeah, be, that'd be nice. Hasn't. Yeah, come on. What the hell you call the guy up? I hate when they do. I hate when teams call up big What's prospects. The point? Yeah. Why don't you? Why are you stealing at bats from them when they could be getting no their abs, getting their work in? It's just crazy. All right, Frankie Montas is a guy that we've loved on this show. A he's lot. at an all-time high on DraftKings tonight. He's eleven point three. I think that's completely out of control. I like Montas. I understand it. I understand it's the Angels. I get it. He's nine point two on Fanduel. I think that's kind of high considering some of the other pieces we talked about. Considering Giolito and Boyd, I think that I would rather have those guys than Montas. But 11.3, Chris, I'm out. Sorry. Done. Yeah, I'm not saying to stack Angels here, but we always pick on them against lefties. I mean, they have the second-best average in baseball against right-handed bats right there behind the Astros. They're top 10 in terms of – Otani on on – Freaking DraftKings of all places, just 3.3. How'd that happen? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, that, that, he's 3.2 on FanDuel. He's 3.3. I mean, Otani's got to be in some lineups tonight. you got to have some Otani shares tonight. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely – you take that shot. Obviously, he's, he's much better against, you know, right-handed pitching than he is left-handed pitching. So – um, yeah, even checking here, he checks in as, as a decent value. A lot of the uh, line star, there's a lot of, you know, Tommy LaStella checks in as a, as a value as well. So 
I think Montas is the trap. As much as we've we've given him some love, keeps the ball on the ground. Obviously, pitching in Oakland is is a huge plus. He's getting some run support from his squad lately. He's a bit of a trap for me. I'm not completely buying it. I'm not going to spend that kind of cash for him over on DK, and I don't feel great about him being my number one pitcher, my only pitcher on FanDuel. If you're in the late slate, sure, but well, I'd look, rather and, another and guy. I'll tell you what, if you're playing the late slate, forget forget the Texas Rangers too because after Tommy Maloney got Marco Gonzalez or the lefty, I don't care how bad the lefty is, it doesn't seem to matter. No, it doesn't. So, so I'm over it, which means I'm going – if I'm playing late slate only, I'm going Rich Hill cash games and I'm just taking it easy. Because yeah. I, I don't buy into Steven Matz. He's, you know, I, I just, I, I never will. That Dodger lineup is tremendous. I would just stack Dodgers. I know he's expensive on DK. He's 10.8 Rich Hill. But on FanDuel, he's just 8.8. And you can get Justin Turner, 3-2. You can get uh, Corey Seager, 3-1. You can get Kiki at 2-7. You can probably even squeeze in Bellinger if you do it right with some of the other pieces in some of the other evening games. But uh, Rich Hill's going to be... Heavily owned, I'm sure. And even on the main slate, how do you feel about Rich Hill stacking up? I know there's always... I like him. I like him too. Yeah. I wish he wasn't quite as expensive on DK, but I like him more on the FanDuel side at 8-8. I think it's a real good matchup for him against the Mets. Same. I, I really do. And in that tier, that's what I mean. Like Strasburg and Montaz, I'm just not going to spend up. I'm going to save myself $1,000 from pivoting off Strasburg and 500 for pivoting off Montaz. And you're right about the Dodgers. I mean, they've had a, a ton of success against left-handed pitching this year. I mean, Bellinger, obviously, 338, six homers, but Hernandez has four bombs. Muncie has four bombs. Hernandez hitting 300 against lefties. Uh, and, and we're starting to see Carlos uh, or Corey Seager, rather. I know he's a lefty, and it doesn't seem to make sense, but he is also another guy that is starting to trend up a little bit. And, and when you look at these pricing, of course, you don't have to roll through them on FanDuel. The, the entire lineup is value on FanDuel. Yeah. But on DraftKings... Uh, it's, an easy, it's an easy Dodger stack in a late game and late game only slate. It is, yeah. Do yeah. It. Roll them out there. And, you know, if you're looking to play cash tonight, that's the way to do it. And we, and no, I'm glad we're starting to talk more about that too. The more isolating, and I know sometimes you're like, but I want to play all these games. Well, sometimes it's not the best way to win money. Sometimes you take a look at a slate and you go, you know what? I'm better off doing put my cash game money if I want to play into the late slate and do it that way. Take some, you know, some more. Uh, uh, some of the diversity out of it a little bit and some things that can hurt you. Okay, so we've hit that point in the program, Chris, where we're going to call our shot. It's your turn. You go first tonight. Where are you going, Yard? I am going to – I might as well head to Minnesota because I just ripped Davies. I got to try to back it up. So I am going to go with Eddie Rosario. Eddie Rosario, an old staple of yours. You're going yeah, back to the last guy staple, you got, right? Yeah. It's yeah. fair. It's fair yeah. enough. I'm going to go to that uh, Philadelphia game. And I'm going to go with Paul Goldschmidt. How you like that, baby? Oh, I do like that. I yeah. like Goldie on Nick Pavetta. You know, you throw 95, that's fine. You throw it right down the middle, Paul Goldschmidt's going to hit it up far away. So, Goldie and Rosario tonight. So, who you got uh, betting-wise, Chris? What are you looking at for the lines? I'm looking at the Dodgers at home. Um, I, I definitely like that feeling a lot. I think there's going to be some runs scored in Colorado and Arizona. I think you can take the over 12 there. I think you can take the over in Milwaukee and Minnesota at nine and a half. If you're just looking for teams straight up, I, I like St. Louis on the road. They're actually road dogs tonight. I know it's Adam Rainwright, but I still like St. Louis. I like Boston at home. And I like the Braves. Even though they're going up against Strasburg, I like the Braves. I'm not feeling Washington at all. All right, so there you have it. You can follow us on Twitter at JoePizzaPia17, at Chris Meany, and at LineStarApp. That'll do it for me and Chris. The only thing left to do is step out of the on-deck circle 
and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meney.